Okay, let's do another beer break before we make our picks. I'm going to start this time, and I'm having a beer called The Resurrection. And this was because we're playing Notre Dame, because we're playing at Touchdown Jesus, a a traditional Catholic university. I thought The Resurrection was a very appropriate beer choice. It's by The Brewer's Art is the name of the brewery. It is just a... An ale, but it's a strong ale, 7% alcohol, and it's very, very good. I've never had this before, and I actually never heard of this brewery. It's from from Pottstown, PA, and the beer is – it's just like a really, really good flavor. For being 7% alcohol, I'm shocked how good it tastes as just like your typical ale. I mean I could get seriously – messed up off this and never even realize it until I'm already asleep. <laughs> I, 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 I love that the way that you put it. So, uh, I am drinking the stone enjoy my November 25th, 2016. I'm out in California. So I try to keep it local to where I am in terms of location and if you haven't had the Stone and Joy by their whole premise with this was they they they've been doing these double IPAs. It started I think back in 2012. They launched these Enjoy buys that are made with this one's it's like ten different types of hops. It's a double IPA. It's nine point six nine point four percent. But their whole premise is they're supposed to be about thirty day beers. So when they release it, they start producing it. You're supposed to drink the beer within 30 days of when it comes out because of how fresh they're trying to keep it. And once again, they've released another one that is exceptionally tasteful. And they do mix around the hops that they use. They change it up. So each one that you get tastes a little bit different. Uh, usually they rotate it every, I think it's like six months or, or, or a year. But each one they brew a little bit differently and they're all very, very good. This one keeps up the tradition that they've kind of put forth, which is putting out a beer that is a, a quasi-limited release because you can only get it for a certain period of time. And, you know, if you see it, you'll see it sometimes, especially if you're on the West Coast. On the East Coast, they're starting to get in places, but on draft, it's fantastic. And it always brings a little bit of a unique flavor, uh, and it's always absolutely fresh. It's great. Would never be one of my top beers. It's very, very strong in terms of taste, in terms of alcohol content. You don't want to have too many of them, but they're great. Nice. Will you indulge me as we do a brief basketball recap before we do our picks? Yeah, this can be this can be a longer episode, but I, I, everybody's gonna gonna get excited about basketball. So you got to be excited about that. Well, I may I may cut the uh, the basketball and the picks and put them in a little separate separate pod. But the Hokies beat Maine eighty to sixty seven on Friday night last week. And if you got a chance to watch any of the game, you saw there was a great crowd on hand. It looked like it was virtually a sellout. It might have been a sellout. It was a sellout. Uh, they sold out all three sports that night: wrestling, basketball, and football. All sold out for the the games uh, that night, which was a huge. Huge feat for Virginia Tech and awesome to see. Yeah, it's great. The wrestling team is going to be so good this year. I'm, I'm pumped about that. But the fact that we didn't blow our opening game like we did last year, 
really pleases me basketball wise. Um, and this game, while it was eighty to sixty-seven, it wasn't that close. But like the football team, there was a little bit of a slow start, and it was kind of tied up ten minutes in. And you're thinking, okay, guys, it's it's time to start playing. You know, you're playing you're playing Maine. Let's let's do some work. And slowly but surely, we we took a a bigger lead into the half. And by the end of the game, I mean there it was a twenty five point margin at some point later in the game. And and then um, you know we just kind of mailed it in. But Zach Lede, he is just as good as he was last year, if not better. And it's he didn't start the game, which was a little odd, but he had 20 points in this game, was our leading scorer. There was three other guys in double figures, including Ahmed Hill. It's so great to have him back off of injury. Justin Robinson, our new point guard. And Chris Clark, who looks even bigger than he looked last year, even though he was amazing last year. He had 12 points and nine rebounds and just one shot of a double-double there. And I am so excited for his potential. Um, and the fact that we have Ahmed Hill back. And if you want to – I mentioned Chris Clark's size, but Ahmed Hill, he looks like an NBA player. Like he – his core, like his his body is just looks so strong. He doesn't look like a college kid. And he was three for six from his three-point attempts and had 14 points. He's gonna be. He was a, one of our highest recruits. Him and Chris Clark were two of our highest recruits we've ever had, and they're totally living up to it. And if you looked at Lede's final stat line of twenty points, seven boards, eight of thirteen from the floor, the way he positions his body inside, we dominated Maine in the paint. The only downside of this game was there was no Blackshear. He's dealing with an injury and may have to redshirt this year, and that's a bummer because the freshmen of Clark, Robinson, and Blackshear, that that trio of freshmen was so good for us last year and was the one of the major reasons we had 10 wins in the ACC. If we don't have them this year, that's okay, but we're going to be a little thin inside. Bibbs did not have a good shooting night, 2 for 11. Ty Outlaw, a first look at him, he was 0 for 5, might have been pressing a little in his first big college game. But ultimately, it was a very positive night for the Hokies. We got to win. Our next game is against High Point on Tuesday. Um, and I expect us to, again, control that game and win. They might be honoring Alan Chaney during that game, the former Hokie who had a heart condition but then went on to play at High Point. But um, a great opening game. And I'm just I'm so excited about all these guys, all the talent we've returned, and the potential for going to the tournament. That's what everyone's thinking this year. So uh, two things there. One, uh, one I'm going to put you on the spot, but I'll handle the other one first. Didn't Bibbs take a while to get warmed up last year? And I think it, it wasn't it towards like, you know, a little bit towards the middle of the season that he really started to turn it on. He seemed like a little bit kind of slow off the jump, you know, last year as well, um, and then started to get loosened up. I don't know, maybe five, ten games into the season when he started to really turn things on. Um, and maybe I'm recollecting that you know wrong, but I, I, he started to really play well towards the you know I guess the latter half of the season, uh, at least last year. Yeah, and I think there was a period of time where he was struggling. I think he might have started hot, got cold, and then got better again towards the end of ACC play, like something like that. Yeah. 
But that's the thing with a three-point shooter like Bibbs. I mean, he had an incredible freshman year and, and a little bit of an up-and-down year last year. But he is still someone that you need his three-point shooting. And this year, the story is going to be who can emerge as the three-point shooter. And if it's Ahmed Hill and you have Lede hitting his occasional three and you've got you know Seth Allen can hit a big shot here and there, you need someone else to step up and hit shots. But it's, it's set up the way we have it. I'm really bummed about the Blackshear thing because it makes us thin on the inside. Well, he was but fantastic last sm- season. I mean, he really you know came into his own. He had a couple down games like towards the end of the season, but he was just a dominant force in in a lot of games. And out of you know, we may have expected it, but a lot of other people didn't. And he started getting a lot of recognition from people, you know, and what he was doing. We do have the freshman uh, Kadeem Sai who made his debut. And he looked okay. He's more of a rim protector, and being a true freshman, you're not expecting as much out of him, uh, especially on the scoring side that Blackshear is going to give you. But we have so many wings, and you know the size of Chris Clark, like with, with how popular small ball is these days. I mean, Clark could be your four, and you know Lede could be your five, and then you just go with it. You know, I it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They obviously have Johnny Hamilton, who's a big man, but. We don't have the typical fours and fives that we want with Blackshear not in the lineup. But with so much talent on the wings and at point guard um, and just Lede leading this team with with a will that just as strong as it was last year, it was in this game. I'm excited about the prospects, that's for sure. So now here's my second question that I had for you, which is this one's putting you on the spot. So I'm not going to go. It's obviously less relevant in, in in basketball, which you follow the Hokies a lot closer than I ever will. Uh, but where do you think – I think a lot of the preseason, at least from BS ESPN and stuff like that, put us at – what was it? Somebody had us at 13th, I think, in the ACC. Somebody else had us at 11th in the ACC. Where do you think in total record or in ACC play, whichever you want to do, or you think is more relevant, where do you think right now that we would end up having seen all of one game in the full season and given the strength of the ACC right now, which is by far, I think you would agree, better than any other conference in the nation in terms of what we're doing, given, you know, some people had Virginia Tech in the top 25 going in. They We crept in, I think, at number 24, number 25, and people are still picking us outside of top 10 in the ACC in some places. Where do you think they'll end up in the ACC at the end of the year? It's a tough question to answer because I, it's so early in the season, but I, I'm going to say it in terms of ACC record because so we won 10 games last year in the ACC. We went 10 and 8. It was a su- very surprising 10 and 8. So even with all the talent that returns, going 9 and 9 is still very respectable in this league and is very possible. So that you would think would slot you around the 8th mark. You're going to be behind Duke, you're going to be behind Q's, Virginia, Louisville, North Carolina, probably Notre Dame. Uh so right there, you start like best case scenario is probably like sixth, and 
that's okay because this league is so strong and so deep that if you were to finish sixth in the ACC, it would be incredible for Virginia Tech. So it's basically us, if, us Clemson. I would I would wager a guess us Clemson. If we crept up high, Notre Dame, you would start to approach that territory. What is it? I guess NC State, right, right there. So kind of a four or five team battle. NC State's got a lot of upside this year. They got some young players. Like it, you know, it, it's tough. We were, I think, ACC Media Days picked us at tenth, which I thought I wasn't too happy about that. But then you look at the teams ahead of you. Pitt's a team that could fall off. You know, they lost their their coach to TCU. So maybe they drop behind us. But Miami, you know, the teams they've been putting out, they're going to be right there. It's just so hard. My prediction, I'm going to say we go 9-9. Nine and nine. I think we we drop one more game because I think we overachieved last year. I do not think we'll underachieve this year. I just think that 9-9 nine and nine is fair. If we take care of business at a conference and win a couple of those those big in-conference games, because it's not so much about win totals. It's about getting quality wins. And um, I think 99 is a fair estimate. And if we if we take care of business at a conference, I think that's still going to be tournament worthy. Then I'm going to keep asking you a couple questions here. So do you think, because I actually spent a lot of time researching last year, and I didn't do any of it this year because I've been so focused on football. Do you think the ACC... My per, I have my perception of it, but it'll be good to hear from you. Do you think the ACC this year is more talented than they were last year, just in general as a as a conference? I think the ACC is better this year because I, I expect Q's to be better. Now, I know Q's made the tournament, but they kind of had like a very odd year, and they made it really far in the tournament and beat Virginia and went to the Final Four. But they weren't what you would expect in terms of a quality opponent during the year. And Louisville was ineligible for postseason play last year, so that kind of detracts a little bit from the cachet of playing Louisville. But I just – I don't know. I think it I think it is deeper, and I think Duke is going to be really, really good. And they clearly won the title two years ago and were a little bit on the – you know, taking a step back last year. So I do think it's stronger. Uh, it's probably the best conference in college basketball. I know, it, it's amazing what the Big Ten has done because they they keep coming back with really good, you know, a, a really good group of teams every year. When when the Big East had to split up and became the ACC and the AAC um, and the Big East, because now that you know Villanova just won the national title from the Big East last year. Uh, with with Xavier and I think Creighton's in that league and you know the other Catholic schools from the original Big East, but like the power got really got spread out, but the ACC absorbed most of it. So we should be the best conference every year. Like that, that should be no question. But the Big Ten has done a surprisingly good job. I think the ACC is probably clearly the best conference this year. I think they're probably deeper and stronger than they were last year, which is why I expect the the one game back in conference record for the Hokies. Yeah, but if I had to think about it, if I if the if if the Big 10 has an off year, they would have and you can correct me, they would have maybe six pretty good teams. And if they had a really good year, they would probably have eight. Right? If the ACC has a really good year, 
you could see 12 teams that are pretty formidable. And what I say, I compare it to football in that respect, that if you match those teams up against each other, right, in comparison, not who's going to make the tournament because at some point you're, you're going to just beat up on each other. It's like the SEC in its heyday. It feels like the ACC is much, much deeper in terms of – and the Big Ten can be – Relatively top heavy in comparison, but you know, very very strong, but uh, slightly more top heavy in terms of strength. Well, both conferences are you know virtually the same size. You know, they're both four. You know, there are fourteen teams. We're fifteen teams. When uh, Notre Dame is a full member in basketball, mm-hmm. and it, in terms of you, you know, that you say the thing about twelve teams being competitive. You know, the most ever teams to go to the tournament from every conference was eleven from the Big East maybe three or four years ago when it was still their full, a lot full teams before, you know, it got split up. Um, the ACC is in that boat and, I, but the big 10, it really isn't far behind when you consider last year, the, what was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like the ninth best team was Michigan, you know, who went 22 and 12 Northwestern missed the tournament and is famous for never making the tournament. They went 20 and 12. You know, they it's a it's a strong conference basketball wise. And Maryland, who for the last four years in the ACC was like pretty much garbage. They've gone over to the Big Ten and and been one of the most powerful teams in that conference. I mean, Purdue has put good teams on the court again. Iowa, Wisconsin, you know, they've been bringing strong teams to the table every year. So it's Indiana just beat Kansas two nights ago. You know, so the, the Big Ten definitely has. An argument, but I think this year, with the teams I was talking about before, and maybe Clemson makes that next step. Um, and Syracuse will be better, and who knows? There's always going to be a surprise. Maybe Georgia Tech or Florida State. You know, they they've got a good coach. They had a down year last year. They could they could pop back up ahead of us. Well, so Clemson had a pretty good year last tough. year. I mean, if you remember, we were excited about that Clemson win. I mean, they at that at the time that Virginia Tech played them, you know, that was that was a big game. I mean, they they're starting to turn around. So it it was. They had the same record as us in the ACC last year. Uh, they didn't play well out of conference prior. I think what happened was there was a lot of easy wins in the ACC last year. And e- easy is a relative term, but it. You know, we went ten and eight, and Clemson went ten and eight. But like Boston College went zero and eighteen. Mm. You know, Wake Forest went two and sixteen. So there were some wins that were were there to be had. I don't expect the bottom to be as low, and I expect there to be a lot of a lot of parity in the middle of the ACC. I'm not going to be able to find this stat fast enough, but it's hilarious, and I wish I could give a shout out to whoever put it on Twitter. But it it was something like this week. Uh, it was on Friday night, right, when all the ACC basketball games were happening, and it said the a- the ACC went, you know, between basketball and football, the ACC went something like, it was like 11 for 13 or 13 for 15, and both losses came from Boston College. Boston College lost in basketball and football, and they were <laughs> and the ACC basketball won every game. Obviously, Florida State won, and the only two losses came from Boston College in football and in basketball. Poor BC. Um, all right, let's do our picks. Virginia Tech is a one-point underdog on the road in South Bend. 
it's basically a pick 'em. Um, I cannot pick Notre Dame in this pick 'em. I just think this is one of the best passers they've seen. I know Evans has struggled recently, but I can, in good conscience, not pick Virginia Tech. Uh, whether it just it would upset me too much to not do it, and I, I do think that we will win, but I just I just can't do it. I gotta take I gotta take Tech. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Virginia Tech as well, and yeah, my rationale is. Well, basically, I think we're going to win this game, and it's not going to be by a point. I think it'll be by maybe a couple three, maybe a field goal. I feel like every going off of what's happened this season, every time that we've taken a loss, we've performed well for the next couple games after it as inspiration for what happened the week before. It serves as motivation. All right, the next game is number six, Louisville, at Houston. And that number six is subject to change because the new playoff rankings have not come out. But Louisville is a 14-point favorite going up against Houston, and I am going to take Louisville. Taking Louisville as well. That They are outstanding, and you know, it, it, I think they'll prove it again this week. Houston has shown yeah, themselves. The Houston has not Ward. shown to be a very good team since you know early on in the season. They've taken a couple losses that were ugly, and you can't do that against Louisville. I think they're going to destroy them. Yeah, I mean Ward's shoulder is a huge question mark, and it's been a question mark for a while, and that's part of the reason for the Houston fall off. So I'm just going to go with Louisville. UVA at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a 11 point favorite. I'm going to go with UVA. I think uh, Georgia Tech got a little lucky and played a little over its head against Virginia Tech. And UVA has been better. Uh, They got their butts kicked by Miami, but I think Miami might be finding its stride. I also have no idea. I'm going to take UVA. I'm taking UVA as well. The fact is, and this will come up next week on the podcast, it will depend on what happens this week, but... UVA has improved throughout the year. Say what you will, they haven't won many games, but they've kept games close that they shouldn't have, and they're improving. Which uh, I'm not. I'll preview the preview, but it gives me concern about our last game of the year with a lot of incentive for UVA. They, I think Bronco is going to find a way to get this team to win some games, and I think they'll end up keeping this close, even if they don't win. Miami at NC State is the next game, and Miami is a three-point favorite. I like the Hurricanes. They really put a hurting on Pitt, and they backed that up with a nice win last week. I like them. I don't know. Three points, that's that's too small for me with this NC State team that I still can't get a handle on. They beat Syracuse by two touchdowns last week. Yeah, I think, I think that win against... Pitt was a very statement win because we played Pitt. That is a good team. And Nathan Peterman is playing very, very well. He had an excellent game this past week. And I think that showed that this is a good team. Their win-loss record should be they played tough games. And I think that Pitt team is pretty good. And Miami had a statement win against them. I think that Miami 
is starting to turn it on, and I think they're going to take it against NC State and, and, and you know, cover the three. Yeah, I'd say that that Pitt team is pretty good with the way they just beat Clemson. And that brings us to our next game, which is Duke against Pitt. And Pitt is an eight-point favorite. But both of these teams have played well recently, and I was very torn on this pick. Eight points is an interesting amount. I'm going to go with Duke. I think because of the gigantic win on the road last week against Clemson, Pitt will be in for a little bit of a setback. And I know Duke just got a big win too, but it was three days earlier on a Thursday or two days earlier on a Thursday night. So I'm going to take Duke. I'm going to go Pitt. I, I think they're playing pretty well. Granted, Clemson gave up that game a little bit on a couple plays, but I think that's they're a solid team that had a, played a lot of tough opponents this year, and that includes the Coastal, which I think is could challenge a lot of other conferences or you know sides of a conference right now. So I'm going to go pit on that. Florida State at Syracuse. The Knolls going to the Carrier Dome. It's just silly. Uh, they are 21-point favorites over the Orange, and I'm going to take Syracuse, and I'm going to continue to do it even though they keep letting me down. You're going you're going down with the ship like I did, so that's that's the way to go. <laughs> I like it just because I don't trust the Carrier Dome, and I haven't since the LSU game last year, period. Same reason that I was worried about it when we went up there this year. That is a weird place to play, and obviously – Hearing that locker room speech over and over and over again uh, for Syracuse every time I log on to SiriusXM College Radio is driving me crazy. But I think they're going to end up uh, turning things around and they can put up points. And the last game that we're going to pick today is Clemson at Wake Forest. And Clemson is a 21.5 point favorite coming off their loss. Wake came off a admirable performance against Louisville, one in which they were winning very late in the game, but ended up losing by a lot because Louisville blew up in the fourth quarter. I'm going to take my Demon Deacons. I don't think there was a doubt in anyone's mind what I was going to do there. Robbie, what do you got? I mean, this locks. This is tough because this locks up the Atlantic for Clemson. And if. If Dabo can't get them riled up for this game and doing what they should be with the amount of talent they have, I love I love what Wake's done this year. I'm on board with you. Remember last year I picked Wake almost every game all year. Yeah. I, you're doing yep. you're doing the same thing this year, but I this is the game they dropped one that they could have locked up the Atlantic. Will they actually allow that to happen twice in a row. And I know it's a 21 and a half point spread, so you can still win and lock up the Atlantic, but I feel like they're going to come out with a huge fire under their asses. They very well could. I just, uh, you, <laughs> you don't go down into Winston Salem and just walk out with a 30 point victory. You don't go into that, that atmosphere when there's nobody there and and play well. It's like the it's like Chestnut Hill that I always talk about. It's the quietest atmosphere right. on earth and you go there and there's nobody cheering and you wonder you feel like you're in scrimmage not playing a football game. So it's a fair point. 
Oh, there will be fans there. It'll probably be about 10,000 Clemson fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be a home game, which, you know, that, that cuts both ways, right? Like like Duke was for us down in Durham. Exactly. Um, all right, man. We've gone a long time tonight. Let's let's call it. I uh, I'm just excited to go to Notre Dame just to just to enjoy myself. <clears throat> we don't have to really worry about our win or a loss. Of course, I want to win, and of course, I'll probably be a little upset if we lose. But it won't be anything close to what I experienced on Saturday evening at a party with. 25 of my friends and i'm just pissed off for like four hours straight no i don't it won't be like that no i'm not allowing that to happen in this game the fact is is that we are on pace with what we thought we're i think we're a little bit ahead of pace of where we thought we could be this year uh and we've had some letdowns and that sucks but guess what deal with it we're all fans and we need to and I I've been emotional because we have there's been so many ACC games that have mattered so much that I'm ready to just enjoy a football game and I'm not going to let this one ruin my night either way. I'm going to enjoy the experience. I've never been to South Bend. I'm excited about it. And it's going to be 35 degrees outside and it's going to be perfect college football weather obviously. And I'm I'm just really excited about going there and watching us play. And also for the Notre Dame fans, because you know, and the Virginia Tech fans, we've never played, we've never played each other. I don't think, I don't think there's been a game against the the two teams. I don't teams. think so. And it should be a lot of fun. So let's treat it as such. I hope we come out, and I don't want anybody to think that you or I don't want to get a huge W here. But fact is, is that we scrutinize every game, and then finally we have one where we can take our our foot off the gas a little bit and enjoy it for what it is. Agreed, man. It's all about beating UVA at this point. Thanks everyone for listening. It's 2 VT on Twitter. And if you want to send us an email, it's 2 VT at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, just always send us whatever Subscribe on iTunes, write us a review on iTunes. They continue to come in, and we continue to appreciate everyone. And until next week, when we are hopefully back on track and getting ready for a huge matchup against UVA, go Hokies. Go Hokies.